By heart. I'm your pointless fetch quest, Kevin, joined by my furry and training marshal. <laughs> and today, as our special opening number would suggest, we are covering Neverland to round out our Disney circuit, because it's about that time we yep. are approaching. The end of the road, but our fear there's still quite a journey ahead of us. But we just have one last little pit stop to talk about. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> Neverland. What is it? Well, theoretically, it's a world in which you never land. No, no. <laughs> See? It's a, it's a play on words. Uh, but it's also the uh, the setting for our three heroes. Um, next little expenditure. Um, and things happen of varying significance. <laughs> uh, varying from kind of important to not at all. So, yeah, let's talk about it. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, this is our fourth Neverland appearance visit. I always forget calm, but yeah. yes. I, that, I, I literally think in my head, I just went, it's about to be three, no, four, no. Yep. Uh, yeah, because calm is just a retread, but, you know, one's unique because it's An the first appearance time. nonetheless. <laughs> well, like you were alluding to earlier, this is the uh, probably uh, Days had like a decent-ish version, but it was more about yeah. it was more we we talked about it a lot, obviously, but it was more about gliding everywhere. It was like mostly over the ocean, like little islands here and there. We went to the Hooks pirate ship like one time, but here is like truly like Neverland proper. Like we we go to the locations. That we talked about yeah. back in episode thirteen, Jesus Christ! Um, <gasps> oh my! About when we first encountered in KH one, but, but that was just purely hook ship. But we are in truly, truly Neverland proper this time around. Yeah, although, yeah, I mean, eh, I guess we can get into it later as far as you know the Neverland portrayals, but you know this one still doesn't quite hit the mark for me, but I mean, yeah, 
obviously the most interesting incarnation. Um, and yeah, overall, pretty decent world. Uh, but in terms of story, eh, we'll, we'll get into that. Uh, <laughs> kicking things off with our statuesque lad, Terra. So he just kind of drops in on Hook and Smee, who are guarding some treasure from someone versed. Oh no, save us, lad. So it's, it's, <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's a fight. Are there, have there been any worlds where you don't immediately start with a fight? Because honestly, that list seems much shorter <laughs> at this point. Uh, definitely. Uh, it's kind of the Kingdom Hearts thing. It's the start, the first few worlds we didn't have this issue, but it's definitely been the past three or yeah. I think the back half of worlds we've had this drop in yeah. immediately into an encounter. So it it feels dated. Um, but yeah, fairly it's, recent. it's getting a little played out. But yeah, definitely a, an annoyance. <laughs> yeah. So today's foes are the Wild Bruiser. A.K.A. Um, Danky King and the Triple Wrecker, mm-hmm. um, which I assume is like the totem pole. Unversed. Yes, that's that one. Yeah. So a couple of big boys. Um, yeah. Triple Wreckers, I feel like don't never really do anything before I just whack them. Um, I yeah. know they cast some spellies, but. I don't know. They never really gave me too much trouble until they do, but usually it's like I'm focusing on someone else, mm-hmm. and then they shoot me with a spell off screen, and then, oh, look at that, you're dead. Yeah. So. <laughs> I, I Very similarly. Like, I do like the concept of it. For those who haven't played the game, there's three totem heads. Whatever the totem head in the middle is, is like the type of spell it's going to cast, so it circles through fire-based, blizzard-based, thunder-based, but... Yeah. They have, like, a decently large hitbox and kind of just kind of get caught up in the swing of things. So I feel like they're never really a threat. And they're usually, I'm thinking of, like, going through this world, they're usually, like, the biggest thing that pops up. Like, I don't think, like, any of the wild bruisers and triple wreckers have shown up together. So usually it's, you know, X big boy and a bunch of the small guys and be like, I'm gonna hit the big thing first. So it it never really gets a chance to shine. To be honest. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, and then the Wild Bruiser. Um, Another one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's kind of a damage sponge, but it's got its big ground pound move, which mm-hmm. can mess you up if you get caught in its crosshairs. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, it's just big monk. Um, it's... Fun design. It's got a little banana for a hat. Yeah. Eh? He's, he's eh? a little cutie. He got lost on his way to Deep Jungle. I mean, we lost the rights to Deep Jungle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if it definitely feels more like a heartless design. Like, I can't think of any other inverse that are so animal-based. Like, maybe the little rabbits. But even those are like... Oh, the, the, shoe, the shoe guys. No, the ones with the big floppy oh, ears the, that oh, kind of um, hair razors float around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's in the name, but like even those are like more rabbit esque. Mm-hmm. But like here, it's literally just a big gorilla. Yeah, so, and not... yeah, what it's, why it debuts in Neverland is questionable. Although I guess of all the worlds we've been to, 
this one makes the most sense because it's kind of juggly, but yeah, yeah, that 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 I have the exact same thought process. I because yeah. I'm so used to playing the Final Mix version, I I brought up the original sprite and then the uh, the Final Mix sprite. Yeah, because the original sprite is like it's got orange first, so it's similar to like an orangutan, whereas Final Mix. It's much darker, so it is truly embodies the gorilla. It has the same exact kind of, not exact, but it has a similar color scheme in Final Mix to like the Power Wild. I feel like, so it, it they they feel like they're distant cousins. Yeah, yeah, totally. And this weird um, evolutionary tree of all the different <laughs> enemies. There's definitely some overlap there. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just interesting, like. These are like quote unquote end game unversed because there's really not a whole lot of desi- new designs after this. I think yeah. they just reuse the heavy hitters from the older worlds. So congratulations, you got a monkey and a totem pole. Woo! That's that's all we got. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. I'm like, I literally pulled up a list of all the unversed. I'm like, I think we're, I I, I think we're towards the end. They're the we talked about them last episode, but they're like the. Yeah, unique ones that are Final Mix exclusive ones. Um, right. But, but we like we've encountered everything so far. I'm ch- I'm like just like kind of perusing uh-huh. through everything. Yeah, we hit all the little mage guys. Hit the like the regular mobs again. You mentioned this is the last like world specific underverse we find. So we've kind of we've, this is this is the end of the line. Truly. Uh-huh. Yep. So yeah, we whack them. Um, and then get a little cutscene with, uh, Cap and Hook and Sweet. And, yeah, Tara's like, oh, what's, uh, what's in that there box you got there? And he asks about the masked boy. <laughs> and Captain Hook says, masked boy, I haven't heard of any masked boy. But there is that one masked boy running around who's, uh, trying to, uh, destroy the light. Maybe, maybe you've heard of him. Um, and he kind of, um, plays Terra a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. well, he like catches on that Terra says something like, Oh, the light's in danger. I have to protect it. And then Hook's like, Oh, you mean the light in this treasure chest yeah yeah you should get it back from that horrid flying boy who's tried to hoard it all for himself ah yeah because it's flying boy (laughs) yeah yeah there's they he's he's like selfish and then he's like i think he says exactly like we need to move because of the light and uh i'm assuming like either from the fight or like they're excavating there's something that they basically just like lit up like a Christmas tree. And Tara's like, Ooh, yeah. what's that light thing you're talking about? I want some of that. And then you got his big, dumb, toothy grin. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Captain Oak has a lot of weird close ups across the three visits where he's just really hammering it up for the camera. <laughs> um, I'm here for all of them. But yeah, it's very reminiscent of the day's plot where he and Shmi are just running around with this treasure chest. Yeah. And then, like, attracting a bunch of enemies. Exactly. So. (laughs) Um, The more things change, the more they stay the same. Exactly. He's been doing this routine for ten plus years now. (laughs) Um, So yeah, he kind of hoodwinks Terra. Oh, no. 
much like Hades does. Um, so they're keeping the thread line of, you know, Terra teams up with the bad guy, but I would like it if it was more a temptation than like a like, mix up. Cause yeah, his intentions are pure here. He's trying to protect the light. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, again, the whole Terra falling to the darkness, it kind of wavers. Um, but Whatever. We'll, we'll get into it. <laughs> maybe a little less... Little boss fight. Yeah, maybe a little less uh, Knuckles from Sonic and a little more, uh, I don't know, Luke from Star Wars comes to mind because this game is just Star Wars. But yeah. Yeah, he's basically just tricked into the dark side. Um, so, yeah, we're basically uh, cut loose. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, pretty much... The rest of the world is just, yeah, getting to one skull rock. Um, it looks like a skull. So, yeah, long stretch of no story, but yeah, you get to explore the island. Um, which is, yeah, probably in terms of level design, you know, the most complex world because there's a lot of branching paths mm-hmm. and. There's a lot of platforming. Yeah, it's, and I think it does a good job. We've talked about in other worlds where, like, the characters get like unique rooms. So, like, yep. you start off on this little cliff with Terra, and the exit to the left you can't go to because that's not Skull Rock. Um, yeah, but then he has some of his own unique areas, and then that room will come back as Aqua later. Um, so that's fun, and then yeah, as you mentioned, some. Ex- um, some platforming uh, to varying success. Not so great as Terra, obviously, mm-hmm. but um, it's there. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, it's. Uh, and- I feel like the only part that like truly irritates me with Terra because of his character model is Mermaid, Mermaid Lagoon. Because only because one, you can fall in the water, and so whenever time you fall yeah. in the water, you have to swim over to a slope so you can get out. Rinse, yeah. repeat, and there's the one in the middle where the two scrappers kind of show up. So it, yep. it, it's I usually tend to ignore them because usually you end up in the drink either way, especially Tara with his uh, yeah, it's big, not worth it. You're just gonna swing, fling big... yourself off the side. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> it's not worth it in the end, uh, unfortunately. Uh, mostly everything yeah. else is luckily okay though, and I I do like yeah. the big uh, the big dumb open area that Terra gets to explore that nobody else kind of really gets to explore too much of. Yeah, which one is that for him? Is it the um... no? Because we can go there. Um... Let's see. There's the Mermaid Lagoon. There's the jungle clearing, which Terra cannot go into the hideout because oh. no. No bad guys allowed. Teenager, yeah. <laughs> um, the weird cliffside, mm. then the waterfalls, and then if you hang right at Mermaid Lagoon, there's like the rocky cliff, um, which that leads to um, not Skull Rock, but pre-Skull Rock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do I have that right? Okay. It's something like that, um, yeah. Yeah. So... It's good, but, uh, well, not so much for Terra, 
but for the other <laughs> characters, oh, the um, the damage spike slash damage nerf um, is quite real in this world. Uh, so, yeah, luckily, I don't know, either I was overleveled with him or Sestera, so he's just stronger. So I didn't struggle too much with his mm. section, but with the other two, I was just doing chip damage all the way till the cows came home, and it was very frustrating. <laughs> but here, I actually got to, you know, run through and beat up the enemies like you're supposed to in a Kingdom Hearts game. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, let's see, let's see. Yeah, anything else of note before our next little story beat? Mm, no. Like, did you get any good loots or anything? Nothing really of note right now, I would say for me. Yeah, nothing too special, honestly. Yeah, Tara's section is very just literally get to point A to point B. Um... Yeah. I don't remember if it was from a chest, probably, because I don't think I would have grinded this out, but I did get, um, Geo, well, yes, Geo Impact, which is big rock slam, because he's the strong one, you see. Um, <laughs> and I think I did fuse, uh, the Meteor one, Meteor Impact, Meteor Rain, Meteor Fall, something like that. Um, so... Yeah, got two pretty high-level Terra-exclusive commands, so that's exciting. Oh, okay, I pulled um, up, up Geo-Impact. I have not found this, but the uh, the attack mm-hmm. animation looks very familiar. Okay. Yeah, it's basically just, you know, big AoE, where mm-hmm. you just summons rock, and rock. it's bashes. Um, but <laughs> they're both quite useless in the upcoming fight. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, we make it score rock. And, yeah, it's me just kind of offhandedly mentions there's a shooting star. Oh, let's go find it. I wonder what that uh, could be. Yeah, very very confusing for Terra's campaign, because campaign, um, it doesn't come back. And now I think about it, just one, does Terra ever meet Mickey or see the shooting star like would you just have no idea what's going on if you played this one first i think yeah correct you would have no idea unless you'd played the other i mean interesting um, no no no. you're right you're right you're right yeah, yeah, yeah i was thinking like he hasn't met mickey up until this point but that as no yeah exactly he doesn't know what this shooting star nonsense is about i believe yeah yeah because he hasn't met mickey at all yeah yeah He's too evil! Um, <laughs> and, funnily enough, he has not met Vanitas, even though he's the one who's, like, most hell-bent on finding him. So Yeah. He, he can't be looking that hard. Yeah, <laughs> we've only fought him as Aqua and Ben so far. He's maybe mm-hmm. seen him, like, once or twice, but, like, he, they've never had, like, an impactful scene together. Like, nothing of note whatsoever. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, we decide to lay a little trap for that mischievous light stealing boy. <gasps> um, and then yeah, oh, look at that! It was Peter Pan the whole time, and Ooh. he just kind of flies in like, "Hey, what's up? I'm Peter Pan. What you gonna do about it?" Um, <laughs> and yeah, he says, "All right." Swords out. Let's do this. So we get a little fighty fight, uh, which is very fun. 
to, you know, fight a quote-unquote hero. Mm-hmm. Uh, very a- reminiscent of Beast in Kingdom Hearts 2, so yeah. we love a good party member turned boss fight. Um, yeah. Except Peter Pan... I mean, just in general, is annoying. Uh, so I don't know why I expected anything different from a boss fight. But <laughs> yes, as we've complained about uh, in previous worlds, the flying enemies tend to be the most annoying in this game. So what do you have when you've got a boy who can fly? fly what enemy. else is he going to do but just fly around lazily out of range until he decides that he does want to attack and... Yeah, he stabs really hard, and <laughs> as far as I could see, you can't block it, really, so you just gotta kind of dodge it. Um, And yeah, like I mentioned, my two big rock attacks are both way too slow, so either, because Geo Impact has a wind-up animation, so either he'll just hit me out of that and cancel the command entirely, uh, or Meteor, whatever... Uh, it's just too slow and does not have a lot of range. So mm-hmm. sometimes I'd hit, I'd hit him, other times I wouldn't. So yeah, I kind of just had to play the patient game and just hit him with other commands when he was in range. Otherwise, just kind of baiting him out. So, yep. Yeah, that's, that's kind of it. Yep. I did not successfully put Peter Pan in his place, oh, unfortunately. Oh. Yeah, this one, it's, well, it's funny because the first few bosses, you kind of need a hit and run strategy for them. And then Peter Pan says, what if I did the hit and run strategy? Mm -hmm, Because he's mm going to be, um, besides your shot lock, besides what commands you may have equipped, uh, he's going to be out of range only when he swoops in to kind of do his thing. At least when you land a hit on him, Mm -hmm. he's like, uh. He's like knocked back and stunned for a while, so yeah, it's it's not like you actually stun him. <laughs> Look Crazy! At that. Oh my god, they made it favorable for the player. Who would have thought? Uh, but yeah, you, you get one hit off, and he's like, yeah, yeah, and you can actually uh, do uh, a combo or two and get some commands in. My boyish constitution. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean that's pretty much it because it's one of those story fights Literally. where you get him down to half HP and then. Screen goes white, and he's like, "Wait a minute, what are we fighting for?" And yeah, kind of disappointing, cause yeah, I I just remember yeah beating him like, eh. <laughs> so it's like not really a boss fight, like it is, but it isn't. But you do get a reward for completing it, which is the blade charge command style. Hey, look at that. Um, and yeah. So they realize, wait a minute, what are you doing? Protecting the light. From who? From you. But if that <laughs> means, oh, we've been had. Uh, and all their discussion, they open up the treasure and see that it's just a bunch of old doubloons and jewels. And Terra realizes, wait a minute, I've been had. <laughs> so. So, yeah, that's kind of it. They realize, well, this is pointless. And Peter Pan hears tell of that they're shooting star and assumes that it is Tinkerbell. So he rushes off to save her. Mm -hmm. And that's, yep, 
that's kind of it for that little storyline. And Tara realizes that, yeah, I've been played, so yeah, he, he just leaves. <laughs> it's, it, it's just so funny, because, like, they mention the star, and then Peter flies out, and then it's just uh, slightly in cubby there, and Tara's like, well, my job here is done, I guess, and it just straight up walks out of the room and as it fades. Yeah, I was very confused when it happened. I was like, <laughs> wait, is that is that just the end of the world? Like, why is this so anticlimactic? Yeah, it... it mm, it isn't the end of the world. And also, I guess, because we, we were kind of friends with Peter Pan, we do get the D-Link for it now. Yes, which, yeah, I used in the upcoming fight, which... Oh, wait, there's more, because the, the, the children are in trouble, you see. Uh, classic Kingdom Hearts move. You leave an area, but then you hear someone scream, and then you turn around, and, oh, look at that, there was a boss fight after all. <laughs> um, yeah. Except not really, because it's just the Jelly Shade mob fight like Ventus did and Olympus Coliseum. Exactly. And yeah. Yeah. Like, honestly, I completely forgot that this was a thing. Um, I just assumed Peter Pan was the, you know, boss of the world. Oh, no. Oh, um, no, no, sir. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and then when they were screaming, I was like, wait a minute. All right. Are we going to get, like, an actual unversed boss? Like, what is this? Oh, I mean, it's no, an actual it's... unversed boss, but it's not the unversed boss fight you wanted. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is um, this is always the jelly... I mean, there's only there's two Jelly Shade fights. There's this one, and there's Ven's one from earlier. This is the one I always remember. I guess, technically, I would have played Terra's uh, campaign first, so this is the one I always kind of remember because it feels kind of out of place because it's just... Yeah, again, it's it's the awkwardness of Terra leaves, like like it. Then like the next cutscene starts, and you you just see the back of Terra, and like, here's the kids screaming, and then it cuts to black again, and he turns around, and then you're control you control Terra for about five steps and walk back into yep. Skull Rock, and that, that always just stands out to me as like a what the hell kind of moment. Yeah, I feel like you could have. There's a different way you could have done it, and also it didn't have to be a Jelly Shade mob fight. But this is what we have yeah. to deal with. Yeah, like, usually the inverse are so good with, um, you know, their theming. Like, I feel like you could have done something really fun with an unversed in Skull Rock. Like, it could have been, like, treasure, could have been pirate-based, could have been... Exactly. Mermaid-esque. Could have done a lot of things, but instead, they chose nothing. Oh, boy. Um, Which... So, yeah, it's just the mob. Yeah. Um... And yeah, I took this opportunity to try out Peter Pan's D-Link, which, uh, as you might guess, is a bunch of zero-gravity moves. How clever. Um, and yeah, I didn't get too far with it. His little passive is float, which is like the zero-G effect in deep space, so that's cute. Mm -hmm. um, and then the finisher is kind of awful, to be honest, <laughs> especially in a mob fight like this, because you basically just... Do a thousand hits. Yeah, it's, it's just like whatever it's, is it's directly a, in front of you. Yeah, it's the stabby stab move, right? That he always does. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it takes forever for the animation to play out. And <laughs> it's just yeah. like you're not you're not hitting anything. Just stop. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, that's pretty much it. So we save the day. Woohoo! Our deck capacity increases. Oh, powerful. And Hulk returns to clean up the mess. And he has Tink, but Terra, 
uh, plays a little trick on him to free said Tink, which I don't remember what he does exactly. <laughs> he literally just, like, uh, Hook explains, like, the bit, and he's like, oh, let me, he's like, this is Peter Pan's, you know, fairy friend. He's like, oh, cool, word, let me see that real quick. And then, like, uh, Hook just spiels as Tara off-screen lets Tink out, and she just merely like, flies into him and then says, peace out! <laughs> You've been fooled by my plan. Yeah, that's that's great. <laughs> um, and then what? Does, does Hook just just storm out and a huff, realizing he's been tricked? Oh no, his good friend the croc. Literally every <laughs> oh, every yes. time in this world, we need to get rid of Captain Hook. We make the crocodile show up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's hungry good boy. boy. Uh, but. Yeah, you could have done, like, a crocodile inverse. So many opportunities. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's Hook's big exit. And then, yeah. because this is, like, a play where characters just walk in and out of stage whenever they want, the, the boys are back. And they talk about the real treasures, the friends we found along the way. Um, and, yeah. They realize we don't actually care about all that pirate stuff, so we'll put in the stuff that we do care about. Mm-hmm. And Tara says, "Okay." <laughs> yeah, he gives. I the don't idea have anything <laughs> to to put like in things that matter to them, because the, I think yeah, he really acts like does the pirate treasure actually or does the pirate treasure matter to you? And they're like, "Not really. <laughs> We're just here to truly ruin Captain Hook's life." And he's like, "All right, well, we'll put the crap in there that is going to matter to you guys." That'll be your a treasure. <laughs> and yeah. yeah. Um, and then Tara does reflect on what his real treasure is when he has a flashback to the very start of the game uh, when the three of them were happy and friends, which, uh, like, because this happens for all three characters in this world, so yeah, like, it's they'll, very... Y'all get a little prolonged flashback. Yeah, and it's just one of those things where you want to skip the cutscene, but you don't, because you don't know if it's going to skip just that flashback or all the cutscenes that precede it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, I would have liked it if this was a new scene between the three of them, because the scenes of them actually all getting along and bonding are surprisingly few and far between, so the fact that they had to reuse an older scene is just like... Uh, are you good friends or did you just have that one good night together? (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah, that's his treasure. My friends. Yeah, but he does get one little keepsake for his troubles, which is the pixie pedal keyblade. Yay! And much like the fairy heart before it, it's an underwhelming design, and it is immediately made irrelevant, because you'll get a much better keyblade like, yep. before you even can start playing the game again, basically. I, I, I'm always reminded... Again, it's a, you hit the nail on the head. It's very similar to fairy harp. We pick up Pixie Petal... And then it basically becomes irrelevant even quicker in here than it did in KH1. Literally. Yeah, yeah at least Fairy Harp had, had some opportunity to yeah. shine. Because, um, yeah, like, 
you have the Hercules. So yeah, you'd get Olympia shortly after if you just do the Hercules Cup. Yep. Um, and it's a good, one, so you should. Yeah. Um, but yeah, here it's just like, what is even the point? Um, <laughs> and yeah, I. It's pretty underwhelming. Like. It is 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 just flower. <laughs> yeah, it's... I don't understand the Peter Pan connection. Like, what does he have to do? Oh, it's a pure. It, this is a Tinkerbell keyblade through and through. It has nothing to do with Peter Pan. I'm positive. Yeah, but even Tinkerbell, like, I guess she's small. I'm sure she has some scenes where she's like hiding in flowers or something. I don't know. Like, the top of the handle is very reminiscent of her little dress. But other than that, it's just like, why is this the Peter Pan Keyblade? I don't get it. <laughs> I don't understand. Because we needed one. Uh, uh yeah. Apparently. It's, it's unique, at the very least, in terms of, not design, but in terms of stats. So, it's like, it's, yeah, three strength, six magic, pretty short, but a high crit rate. Ooh, so it it, magic. it it kind of lines up like fairy fairy harp in that regard as well. So at least the theme yeah. consists through. Uh, but yeah, like you said, we don't get to we. There's no real reason to really use it. And yeah, it's it's not bad, but it's just underwhelming at this point in time. It's a fairly yeah, straightforward exactly. design. There's nothing that really stands out. It's purely just a tink motif, and the the keychain is. The Peter's feather based on the feather that he has in the cap. So that's that's kind of neat and cool. Yep. It's it's a it's a as we've been looking at the past few keyblades. It's a keychain that is actually something that's not just straight on the actual damn keyblade itself. Yes, just the past few that's ones. It's been like appreciated. you wanted more of what you've already seen as the little kind of Easter egg sort of little trinket token thing. No, absolutely mm. not. So. It gets a point in that regard, but then just kind of falls off the face of the earth. <laughs> yep, that's that's really all there is to say about it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's Terror's chapter. Yippee! Oh Can't wait to come back for the command board. <laughs> <laughs> um, but wait, there's more because yeah, immediately we get a little cutscene. Uh, where Tara's flying through the lanes, and then, oh, no, the bright light. Oh, I'm coming, Elizabeth. Ah! <laughs> and you get whisked away to a location, which we will not discuss yet. Um, yeah, I don't really appreciate this little stretch and how it just railroads you into, you know, all these story cutscenes. Like, it'd be nice if it drops you you know, on the world map, and then you can go to the location, because they go other way to then give it a spot on the map for you to do nothing with. <laughs> so, yeah. I feel like they could have yeah. given us a little break there, so you can, like, save and, you know, change your commands around and stuff, but... The yeah, light's pulling to... me in this direction. Yeah, I and can't resist. It's like a moth to fame. Basically. But yeah, it, like you said, it would have been nice to actually travel to the uh, the the world that we'll, we'll talk about next week, for obviously. But yeah. Um, instead of just kind of auto-railing you. Because like you said, it feels like something that would be nice to kind of walk around, even if it was for like literally a minute or so. Yeah. 
Yeah, well. So, yeah, look forward to that. But we're going to hit the rewind button uh, to Ben's story next. Yay! So, yeah, uh, we open in the starry-filled night sky. Um, and we get the animation of Mickey's Star Shard, which I have to say, I do love the animation of the shooting star. It's very pleasing and whimsical, very Disney-esque. How it's it just good. kind of bounces around. Pew, yeah. pew, pew, pew. Um, and then we pull out and then we see Tinkerbell, who is witnessing the magic unfold. And yeah, they're really going hard for this shooting star equals Tinkerbell comparison. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Yeah, I guess she's also a small glowing ball that yeah. kind of leaves a little pixie trail behind her. I don't know. Um, but yeah, we get the shooting star sprinkles. We get the tinker, the tinker sprinkles. And then we get the world logo sprinkles. So it's, it's this whole interest sequence is just a dazzling so treat much, for the eyes. So much pixie dust <clears throat> in my nose. I can't get it out. Yeah. But then we immediately cut to Mickey uh, in the Indian camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, the tone shifts quite dramatically because then a dark quarter appears. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> Holy shit. And who who steps out? None other than Vanitas. Yeah. Um, he doesn't even step out. He steps like Mickey's staring at the dark tour door. And then he turns whoa. around and Vanitas is just like, it's a Vanitas jump scale. He turns around. And I forget what, oh, what yeah. he sees, like, a single line, and then it fades so quickly. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very ominous. It's basically just like, oh, Mickey's in trouble now. He Came be, to the wrong camp today. Yeah, he might be like, get in, or something like that. Yeah. One of those. Um, so, yeah, kind of a weird beat. Uh, we're now two scenes removed from actually seeing Ben, uh, but we do cut to him. But it's kind of weird, because, yeah, he's unconscious... So he's kind of fading in and out of reality. Yeah. Uh, and the boys say, let's kick it. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. Um, I I will withhold my judgment. I made a lot of fun of the end of uh, Deep Space where Van gets knocked off his glider. And I'm like, nothing happens. Yeah. This actually happens where he like, if you're... You're given control of Ven, so you don't get automatically shunted into Neverland. But the but story wise, it is as if Stitch is hyperdrive. See, but I would have. But I would have liked that. Can you? No, I guess you. Hmm. Hmm. No, you have to play. The, oh, you're right. You have to do Disney World, Olympus, and Deep yeah, because we did Disney last. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, like I played, like I did. The way it was intended, like huh. dis, like Disney, yeah, yeah, the Olympus, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, it... <laughs> I don't know. We just made fun of like the game shunting Terra to a cutscene automatically. Um, yeah. So I'm not sure if I want to praise like, uh, or you know, even like, truly like, uh, do like devil's advocate, but it story wise, it doesn't make too much sense. But it is incredibly minor, so mixed feelings abound well yeah i was wondering like why is he unconscious and yeah i totally forgot you know the whole hyperdrive thing mm-hmm. so hmm 
That's interesting. Like, yeah, I kind of like the idea of, like, you know, quote-unquote, like, secret routes, like, to, like, get to different Disney worlds. Um, yeah. Kind of like how, you know, Monstro, you can kind of decide where it's going to show up on the KH1 map, mm-hmm. based on which world you're flying to, like, something like that. Um, so, yeah, that would been cool. But, yeah, in the grand scheme, doesn't really matter. Um, but, yeah, once again, Ven enters a world in a precarious situation where he has no idea what's going on. Oh, um, boy! And, yeah, he screams. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. Um, he introduces himself. My friends call me Ven. And they say we're on a treasure hunt. Um, and he says, cool. I'll go with you, I guess. So, yeah. We make our way kind of intuitively to the Indian camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I only say that because that's what it's called in-game. Uh, we weren't quite as privy to certain sensitivities back in our Lord and Savior 2011. 2011? 2010? 2010. Yes, 2010. 2010, yep. Um, so, yeah, we show up to the camp. And, well, we show up to the hideout first, where Peter makes his big introduction. Yep. And he announces that he knows where Hook has the treasure, which I guess the we're having another sort of overlap scenario, I yeah. assume, where mm-hmm. Tara's also on the island at the same time. Yeah, uh, I kind of so forgot that. <laughs> I forgot that at first. So when they when they when this scene happens and the following scene happens, um, I don't know. It I mm-hmm. it, it kind of took me a second to be like. Oh, yeah, Terra's still here. Yeah, they basically overlap the whole time, except for, like, the very end, which mm-hmm. is, yeah, kind of silly. Um, but, yeah, Peter's all like, let's go find the treasure. And then Tink's like, you always do this. You always change the plan at the last minute. <laughs> and they get a little lover spat. And Ben's like, uh, can I go now? No! And the boys say they want to go with Ben. He's their new best friend. Um, so Peter finally relinquishes and says, fine, we'll go. Actually, um, Peter, the, the boys and Peter still go after Hook, but Ven's like, oh yeah, because Tink, Tink has a fit. And then uh, Peter's like, don't be a stick in the mud like her. She's a woman. Really, Peter Pan? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, no, 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 I really want to go see a shooting star. See you, nerds. And then he leaves with Tink. Because the boys, oh, the boys, yeah. the boys go and meet up with Terra in that uh the Skull Rock sequence. Right, yeah. you're right. Oh, okay, so yeah, Tinkerbell has some sort of vested interest in the shooting star because of the intro cutscene. Yeah. Uh, maybe she thinks it's a boyfriend. Mm. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, she becomes our Navi, and we head off. So once we get there. We find Mickey's Star Shard, uh, which I guess, yeah, because, um, yeah, when, um, in Terra's campaign, when Smee was like, oh, there's a shooting star, uh, I was confused, like, why the star would, like, appear with, like, sans Mickey, but mm-hmm. I guess the implication here is he dropped it, 
when Benita snatched him into the darkness. Yeah. So, that's no good. Uh, and then Hook arrives too, because everyone just knows where everyone is at all times on this <laughs> island, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, he takes Tinkerbell and the shard. It must be my birthday. <laughs> and then Van is interrupted by someone verse to show up, and Hook escapes. Oh no. <laughs> <clears throat> So, yeah, we fight off the Unversed as Vin. Um, and, oh yeah, I guess Vin's intro didn't necessarily have the Unversed fight, so look at that. But now we do. Exactly. And, you have to put it in somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, I was doing chip damage, and it was not the best of times. Oh no. Um, I'm trying to think of my, my kit. Um... Yeah, I don't really have anything too crazy for Ven. I don't. Hmm. I'm trying to think. Ven's probably yeah. my most played save file right now. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. So my Ven's pretty decent. Yeah, definitely. I probably put the most hours into Ven, which is probably like 13 or 14 right now. It might be around 11 or 12 for Terran Aqua. Oh my god. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder I'm having such a hard time. Um, I'm like five each. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, I guess I, like, this is me. I feel like I always mention this, especially, like, during the first two or three seasons. That, like, I, I mean, I always, I always take the notes um, that we kind of share between us. So add, like, an I extra hour or two. There's sometimes I leave my, like, my system open for, like, 30 minutes while I'm doing something else. So it does add up yeah. over time. But, yeah, I I did grind Disney Town. And then I think, I, think <laughs> I definitely did some Mirage Arena stuff as the gang as well, probably oh, okay. around the midway point, and then probably around this point as well. Like went back to it, so okay, it adds up. I think, yeah, I think my next level up was strength, so it did become more bearable. You know, okay. midway through the world. Um, so yeah, we're basically left to explore. Um, and we make our way back to the Merma Lagoon, and oh no, it's cannonballs. Oh, um, boy. Yeah. Oh, we also get a, um, quick little flashback to Vin's prologue memory. For some reason, seems kind of a, an odd timing, but whatever. Mm. Oh, And I, also I, Peter's here. Yeah, I guess right before this, the... Um... The gully. It's like that three-way intersection where the save point is. Ven comes out of there, and he's like, Woe is me! Everything's on yeah. fire, and my friends hate me! And then Peter Pan shows up. Um, but it's literally so back-to-back that they're basically the same cutscene. Yeah. I, I think... I feel like I remember Ven having another, like, weirdly... Um emotional line about yeah i don't have any friends but maybe i'm misremembering um mm-hmm. but yeah it's definitely one of those head turners where i was like what what's going on here is Vin <laughs> supposed to be the brooding one or what <laughs> it's called depression happens to a lot of us yeah someone uh needs to check up on him um but 
Yeah, we are in the Mermel Lagoon, and there's cannonballs firing from the skies, which Peter says, you deal with these, I'll go take care of Hook, uh, which I assume means uh, I'm going to go take a nap, because there's no way you'll know if I'm doing anything or not. I'm just going to kind of <laughs> hang out over here, because those cannonballs are just going to keep firing no matter what. So. Basically, yeah, Peter will go after Hook and also, the Tink was uh, gone for apparently five seconds, because she immediately flies back before he takes off, thanks to one uh, brooding bad boy Terra himself, over, like, three miles yeah, away. Yeah, so... Uh, so, uh, okay. The timeline is piecing together in my head. So, yep, there you go. When the boys split up, Peter... And the furries went school rock, <laughs> had their Terra encounter. Yeah. Um, and then Terra freed Tinkerbell. But mm. in that time, I guess when Terra was fighting Peter, Captain Hook made his way to the camp, snatched Tinkerbell in the Star Shard, for some reason went back to Skull Rock to get the other treasure... And then Terra freed Tinkerbell. Yes. And then Captain I, Hook was dispatched. Yeah. Well, I, I guess... I'm trying to think why he would go back to Skull Rock and not the ship. But I guess he does... Smee's, well, it's funny, because Smee doesn't come back. Smee's the one who's, like, obsessed with finding the shooting star. And Hook's like, I, yeah. I guess we'll go on this field trip. But then he shows up, steals Tink, steals the shard, and then goes back to uh, Skull Rock. And Smee goes back to the ship because Smee yells like, you know, Cannibal, go! And hence that sequence. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know. This whole thing just seems like a giant wild goose chase, if you ask me. Always is. (laughs) Yeah, with Tink back, uh, she gives us some of that that good, good pixie dust, uh, which gives us glide. So, hey, that's exciting. I uh, I forgot uh, that we well we all get we all the characters get specific uh I guess level two you could think about it that way right but they all get advanced movement abilities specific to them um, yeah and, yeah they're they're a cute little treat helps differentiate the characters a little bit so appreciado yeah yeah and glide just kind of trivializes this whole section Ooh. so. You can just mosey on over exactly. to the exit. And, yeah, you make your way to the preschool rock for a Captain Hook fight. Yay! Um, so Peter secures the ship. So I guess we're cannonball free now. Yes, thank um, God. And then, of course, the crocodile shows up, too, for uh, Rage in the Cage. Um, And, yeah, we got ourselves a little Captain Hook fight. So, again, it seems that Captain Hook, the crocodile chased Captain Hook from Skull Rock to whatever this little entrance cave is. And now Captain Hook Hook is ready to square up. (laughs) immediately so he's <laughs> he's having a day of it apparently Definitely. i guess to, yeah in, in, in the span of a single day he's seen the crocodile that he truly hates with a burning passion 
or was more like immediately terrified of three separate instance times. Jafila's yeah. maybe a little bit more than the status quo of having a goddamn panic attack, but I'm not Captain Hook, so I can't say anything. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's a little one-on-one sword fight, and, yeah, it's, uh, questionable. So, mm. I found it really weird how he would just basically be invincible, <laughs> and there's no real way to get in. Like, sometimes your attacks would hit and kind of stagger him. And other times, they wouldn't do anything. And if anything, they would, you know, proc his counter. Um, and other times, yeah, he would just go full aggro and do his little flurry combo. So, yeah, he was very hard to get in on. Because, yeah, he would have long combos. So, like, if you biff the first hit... Uh, it's very easy to get caught in his string that yep. follows, and then, surprise, you're dead. Yay. Um, so, yeah, I just kind of cheesed this, my way through this fight. I don't really know how. Um, used a lot of <laughs> shot locks, um, and, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, some commands would kind of stun him, mm. and then if you get him close to the edge... Uh, you can knock him into the water for mm-hmm. some good old crackle gobbles. Uh, although that didn't really seem to do much because it's a, you know, make a funny animation and I think it takes a little bit of damage from him. But yeah, yeah. he doesn't take as much damage as you think he would for the fact you have to get him close to the edge and then knock him in that vulnerable right. state. Yeah, it's um, like a process. Yeah. He's at least vulnerable during it. So if you like, if you shot like him then or start like, throwing off spells. He's at least still present. Um, yeah. Um, but uh, And I guess he's, he, he, he runs back to the middle of the rock and he kind of, like, takes, like, a, a second or two. So you, you have time to get in combos then, too. But, yeah, yeah, it feels like you just want to keep eyes on him and watch him come in, not realizing that he's still... Uh, uh, you can still hurt him during this time frame. Um, but, yeah, I'm... I guess my one curious thing... So... Hook, hook, hook can go to the drink, but so can Ben. Um, I, I didn't let the croc bite me, so I'm curious if... Mm, I'm curious if you can t- uh, you can also take the same... You'll take the same bite attack, but does it launch you up like in the same way and also hmm. maybe not take a lot of damage? But I'd be curious to see. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, the few times I did fall in the water, I would just kind of doggy paddle my way back so yeah it's <laughs> it's not the biggest threat because he in most of his yeah. attacks like you said like they're like the cuts so he's got his little the, the, the little rush the rush thrust is where it's just like the single stab no. the, the disorderly one is the one where he kind of like goes incredibly no. ape shit on you um the weirdest attack you have seen in kingdom Hearts probably rush letter x swing is the one where he just goes whoa 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 and runs towards you um, but oh lord, the, he coming. Yeah, and he has his traditional, like, present bomb attack. But uh, a present yep. bomb is probably the only thing that could really knock you in the water, like, far enough, I imagine, where the croc can get a hold of you, maybe. The rest of them, he's, yeah. he, like, he's gonna keep you in place and stab the ever-living shit out of you. Not launch you, like, into the water, basically. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I was... 
fighting him like in Kingdom Hearts 1, where he's very susceptible to things like magic and knockback. But it's like the complete opposite, where he just kind of stands his ground. And mm-hmm. if anything, you have to respect his space. Um, yes. So, he's got a lot of yeah. dodges and a lot of bullshit, so be prepared. Yeah, like he's... Yeah, he'll do little little hoppy hops oh. out of the way. Oh. So he's kind of hard to get a read on. Um, Definitely. I always... I mean, it's... <laughs> Uh, I, um, I'm always nervous using fire against Hook, because I have bad memories of KH1 lighting him on fire, and then, but then yeah. he, he runs around and he just rams <laughs> everything crap out of you. Uh, I was looking into it before I did this fight, uh, when we were playing it. The fire is actually really good against him, so you should use fire, because he, he'll go into the same, like, panic state where he, he pats his butt to put out the fire, but he doesn't, he doesn't mm. ram into you during that time frame, so there, there's no... Uh, there's an opportunity to get, like, railed with damage, essentially. But I have those those old KH1 memories solidified in my, yeah. my brain. So uh, my, my brain says no, my body says yes, and just conflict at the end of the day. Yeah, I feel like sometimes, yeah, I would get, like, the burning effect. Because I think I had, like, fire surge, I'm sure. Um, or at least, you know, just fireaga. Mm-hmm. And then other times, I wouldn't. So... Yeah, it's just one of those things where, yeah, it's, like, inconsistent. Like, I couldn't really figure out, like, what is the pattern here? What am I supposed to be doing in this fight? So, Mm -hmm. eh. But I guess it's good that, you know, he's actually difficult. Yeah. Yeah, he is the last world boss anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, we like an actual Disney boss, so that's good. Yeah. But we beat him, and yeah, crocodile shenanigans ensue. Bye-bye, Hook. Um, so, yeah, we get our deck capacity increased. Woohoo! And then look at that. The boys show up with the chest, and boy, they wasted zero time depositing everything they've ever owned inside of it to be <laughs> make a stop. At the hideout before this, or what? <laughs> we just we had seventeen wooden swords in our pockets just now. Believe me. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I guess if Vin can carry around the training key blade, why can't they? Exactly. Um, so yeah, he decides that's his treasure, so he pulls it out and says, "I don't need this anymore. I'm a real keyblade master now, and our <laughs> best memories are still ahead." Yeah. yeah. So, cute little payoff. Like, I like it when, like, the main characters slash story integrates into the Disney worlds. Um, trying to think of another example. Um, I don't know. I guess like them like getting the Disney Town passes or like, mm-hmm. um. Like Stitch, you know, making the Wayfinder, you know, stuff like that, where it's like, you know, a little little piece of the world slash a piece of the Keyblade trio, like, Mm -hmm. imprints itself. (laughs) Yeah, it it doesn't just say, here you go, you is movie now, do movie thing, bye-bye. Exactly. Yeah, like, it's cool to think that, well, I was going to say that 
you know, when Sora visits this, this world, uh, the wooden keyblade is in a chest buried somewhere. So it's a little piece of the ones that came before. Except, oh, well, no, it's not there. <laughs> Someone had to come and ruin the fun. Apparently. Um, but yeah, cute little moment. Shows his little character growth. Um, and, yeah. Vin takes Mickey Star Shard from Tinkerbell after asking very nicely, but it's like, um, I don't know, like dealing with like a, like a, a toddler who like has a piece of candy that they shouldn't, and you have to like try to reason with them like, hey, I'd really like that piece of candy, please. Do you, could you be really good now and hand it? to me and I was like just expecting her to be like no and just fly away and like oh no the star shard how are we gonna get it now the star but, shard's her boyfriend yeah she really has a thing for it I don't again I don't <laughs> quite know why um but I think Peter Pan steps in and says alright take a bell come on just hand over the shard and she's like fine so she gives it to him and then for some reason it activates when Ven touches it and yeah, he gets whisked away. Whoa! <laughs> See you next fall. <laughs> <laughs> so yep, that's Vin's story. Um, Dunzo. We get the D link. We get the pixel pedal. We get the command board. Yay! Boom boom. <clears throat> so that leaves none other than our girl Aqua. So she shows up. Um, I forget where. I think it's the camp. I don't know. Maybe she, not. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. She shows up in the camp uh, immediately into cutscene, and she just sees like the like a random like the rolled up treasure map on the floor and picks it up, and she's like, "Who left this piece of crap lying around?" And then out of the woodworks, uh, the Lost Boys and Peter are like, "We were looking for that, but I guess you found it first. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't know, there's all these, like, different treasure hunts going on. It's hard to keep track of them. There's the Star Shark. There's Cap'n Hook's treasure. There's yeah. the retooled treasure. There's the new treasure here. Like, we get it. Like, that's kind of the only thing that happens is Peter Pan, they go after treasure. But, like, come on. So, she finds the map, and... Um, <clears throat> Tinkerbell is unsurprisingly jealous because they declare Aqua as the um, the team leader or the expedition leader, as they say. Mm -hmm. um, and Tinkerbell tries to say she can't join us. She's a girl. Um, <laughs> so a weird case of reverse sexism. Uh, and then Peter Pan is the one to step in and to say, "Ah, we never had that role. She can lead." So, interesting. <laughs> um, so, Aqua's like, no, no, I I really do not want to get wrapped up in this nonsense. Uh, please <laughs> just take this map. They say, no, we insist. That's fine. And Peter asks, hey, what's your name anyway? We got to know the name of our leader. She says, me, I'm Aqua. And Peter says, Aqua? Except, no, it's a really understated response. He's just like, oh, so you're Aqua. Cool. Anyway, so that treasure hunt, um, which clues 
Aqua Inlet. One of the boys must have been here. Hmm. It's almost like I'm always just missing them. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we uh, get a little cut away to Captain Hook, who decides he still wants revenge against Peter. Um, How dare so, he? Oh. Yeah, he launches the cannonballs once again, because that worked out so well the last time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, avoid those, but make your way to the Rainbow Falls for the treasure. And yeah, this is an Aqua exclusive area. Yeah. <clears throat> and yeah, it introduces a little mechanic for platforming um, where there are little pixie dust balls uh, that you could jump on to launch up, which is pretty fun. Yeah, um, it's a pretty cool mechanic. I like it. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's literally just right here. Yeah, because you use it to uh, jettison yourself up like super high into this uh, this section of the Rainbow Falls. Yeah, it makes for a lot of interesting little diversionary paths to get some goodies, including one time splicer command. Ooh. Yes. Uh, which is pretty good. I think it's kind of a staple um, as far as cheesing certain boss fights. Oh. So that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't <clears throat> equipped it yet. I don't know. I think I, I, think I equipped it, but didn't use it. Because the upcoming boss isn't affected by stop, but yeah, it, it like, yeah, it like it's does not very stop. good. Yeah, it, it's one of those. Uh, I guess again, yeah, it's really a QTE command where you, you cast stop and everybody, and then uh, there you'll like just kind of randomly target air, like enemies in the area, and then you just go boo, 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 and then you press triangle to continue. Boo, 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 essentially, yeah, it's pretty satisfying. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah. Um, after we make our way through the falls, um, we end up looping around to the goalie, which is a little anticlimactic. But Peter Pan reminds us, ah, it's about the journey, not the destination. Algo says, <laughs> I, I came here for a reason. I'm looking for my friends. Like, please stop wasting my time. My friend's bleeding uh, out in the hole, and you made me go on a treasure hunt that meant nothing in the end. What do you mean? <laughs> Ay, ay, ay. Um, and then somehow Hook got his hands on the treasure <laughs> once again while we were out faffing about. Apparently. But, yeah. Um, but then he leaves it because the crocodile shows up once again to scare him away. Exactly. Yeah. He, like... <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty fast sequence. Like, literally, you get back to the gully... You see him on the cliff, and you know, old man shakes fist at Cloud Moment when he discovers it's full of yes. their 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 personal treasures, not his treasure they stole. Which, mind you, I guess I guess you have to go back to Skull Rock, but they literally dumped out that treasure at Skull Rock because they they fell over with the chest. So like, you can go back and get the crap you want, dude. Like, you'd have to come here, but I guess you didn't know yeah, that. exactly. That's what I thought. Like that treasure's still there. It's not like they took it. <laughs> Yeah, and we'll never, we'll never like, know what happened to the treasure. Oh. Yeah, it's it's funny to me how upset Hook is about losing said treasure, because, like, what is the point of this treasure if not to seek it? 
<laughs> like, it, it seems like all you do with this treasure yeah. is try to chase it down and get it for yourself. It's not like you can actually spend it on anything because you're hey. in Neverland. Hey, yeah. And, like, there's no economy. Like, where'd you get the treasure in the first place? But, <laughs> yeah. Like, if anything, this is a favor because now it's like, okay, well... Now I can feel like I have a purpose again by going to find more treasure. Ah! <laughs> Guess so. It would be different if he was like in on the whole shooting star gambit because he thought, yeah. oh, this has some power that I can use to explore new lands. But so it's like, oh, they took my treasure that I've been logging around for like 10 <laughs> years because there's nothing else to do with it. Exactly, so. yeah. It's truly a case of... Tara and Ben get a little bit of overlaps. So the story makes sense. Sometimes it's confusing, not gonna lie, but there there feels like some sort of cohesion. And then Aqua's like, I showed up three weeks after everybody else did their thing, and now I'm here, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, Cook's whole motivation feels very tacked on. Because, yeah, like you said, he just kind of shows up on the cliff, like, out of nowhere. Um... It was like, um, uh, he gonna remember, he gonna get it, he gonna thinking, um, oh shoot, there was like another world where, yeah, the bad guy just kind of just showed up out of nowhere, very unceremoniously, unless I'm thinking of something completely different, well, it wouldn't have been a deep space, it would not have been... Was it would, it? No, it wouldn't have been Olympus. Would not have been. Would have it maybe uh, been Dewar? Or like I'm thinking back to like the first three, because the villains don't really play a major role in most of those. Right. Maleficent. Maybe it was Hades. Oh my gosh, this is embarrassing. <laughs> you know what I'm thinking of? What are you thinking of? I'm thinking of the Mario movie. <laughs> <laughs> the Mario movie is nothing if not the, the Neverland plot from Birth by Sleep. <laughs> what a what a true twist of the night. Oh, <laughs> my brain goes in interesting places. Um, yeah, there's a part in the Mario movie where the bad guys just kind of show up just because they have to. And exactly, then, yeah, need to be a threat. That's now. what happened here. Captain Hook just kind of like, I'm here too! Don't forget yeah. about me! I need to be relevant! Oh boy! Yeah, except he's not. Uh, he's instantly made irrelevant. Um, yeah. But, yeah, we secure the treasure once more. Uh, so that's exciting. And Aqua realizes, wait a minute, this is Vin's Keyblade. Peter tells her he like really um enhances the story. He says something like, Oh yeah, Ben told me that was the most important item he's ever had and there was such a giant sacrifice for him. Like he like said something that Ben absolutely did not say <laughs> which I thought was funny. Forget he what it was exactly. He but. caught Ben's vibe, just saying, man. Yeah, uh, he was only... just editorializing. Exactly. The only part I remember is Peter saying, like, Aqua's like, Vin's trait, like, you know, she's like, this belongs to Vin. 
And he's like, yeah, he left it because he said he doesn't need it anymore. I forget, like, the following sentence or two. Um, Ugh. Well, now I gotta look it up. Because it did stand out to me. It's almost like I should have written it down. Oh, no. But feel free to explain what happens next. (laughs) So, weirdly enough, Aqua senses a disturbance in the forest. So they have this cutscene in the gully, uh, as a reminder. And then she just looks towards where the camp is. And then it's just like the camera just pans behind her it's like there's some darkness going but she doesn't say anything it's purely just like the lost boys say what's wrong and she's like you you should leave now there's supposed to be a bloodbath yeah Not it was really. weird yeah 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 <laughs> it's just like mm, i sense the plot over there guys get out of here it doesn't involve disney characters <laughs> exactly yeah and so she just walks into the camp and she sees nothing yeah, and then all of a sudden she's like, well, I guess there's, turns around, and Vanessa's like, yo, 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 what's going on? Um, and also he has Vin's training keyblade, which Aqua literally just dropped to the floor. Also, yeah. before, before I for, uh, gloss it over, Aqua gets uh, Double Flight, which is her unique uh, ability for movement. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's, just a, it's, a, it's a nice double jump. So, heights mean nothing to this woman now, if she wasn't already like seven feet tall. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a good one to have for sure. Um, but yeah, we got our little Vanitas fight. Um, I found the line, by the way. And maybe Vin did say that, but Peter says, oh, and then he promised he would come back and give us even better treasures. <laughs> um, oh! Which is like, did he say that? Or uh, sure, are you just I, getting I, him to agree to yeah, something that he didn't? Exactly. I, f- I feel like it wasn't in there. Or I guess they might have been like, I'm going to leave this and like we'll make better memories along the way. Because this is Kingdom Hearts. Hello. Maybe those memories yeah. are going to be bigger treasures. Because treasure isn't real treasure. Treasure is the, the, the bond between friends right now. It has no monetary value. You can't use it on the stock exchange. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Aqua follows her darkness senses and runs into Vanitas because yeah, as you said, it, it feels very much like something important needs to happen. Uh, here's a Vanitas fight. Ah! What he's doing in Neverland? No idea. Especially yeah, we since mm. we saw him earlier, so he came back to Neverland. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'm gonna put a pin in this because he. We see, we see him possibly yeet Mickey into a dark corridor, definitely dropping his star shard, which we don't see, but we, mm. we kind of implied, basically. And he just turns around, or maybe he never left, but yeah, he just turns around and waits for Aqua to eventually be here. And I guess be alone, but who, who truly knows? And Yeah, because he says something like... I don't need you for my plan anymore. <laughs> yeah. He, um, he says this, I think, in their first encounter, which maybe before or after the first uh, Vanitas fight with Aqu- on, you know, on Aqua's side of things. But he has, like, Ben's training keyblade and says, oh, he's outgrown it. He doesn't need it anymore. Snaps it in half. Just like I have outgrown <laughs> my need for you. And then the fight ensues. Because, yeah, yeah I, I think it was an RG, or maybe before when they don't fight. 
that he says something along the lines of like, I'll keep you around as long as you're useful to me. Yeah. But then we just see him here and that, that that's kind of it. There's no... Exactly. It, it, it makes sense, kind of, but just incredibly, incredibly thinly veiled in this aspect because it's not like... Yeah. We, he was like laying like clues for her to find or like leaving i mean besides the exactly. uh, like the first existing like it wasn't like he was like trying to lead her astray or lead her to a certain way to like convince tara of some business and yada yada it's just i guess i won't kill you now to i'm gonna kill you now yeah exactly like i had the same thought like nothing has progressed on either aqua's end or Veninus's end to then suddenly have this change since the last time they met where yeah now he's like mm, now we will fight so yeah yeah it just kind of felt like cliche bad guy dialogue without actually thinking about what his motives really are um, yeah and it just the whole thing just kind of yeah it just feels like we needed a boss fight here because again we already fought hook and then we crammed in a Peter Pan fight, and we can't think of any more in verse, so... Uh, Vanitas! Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, especially... Yeah, it's especially weird, because we will be fighting again very shortly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this just feels unneeded. It also feels like um, they needed something to do in the camp... <laughs> yes. So, and the camp's here's a nice, the boss or, fight. Yeah, exactly. The camp's a nice area, or like to have like this, like in like this fight. But yeah, eh, I feel like you could have been like again because there's no unique unversed boss fight here. If like again, Vidius is like, all right, like I've been like watching you for the past few days. You've you're not adding to my maniacal scheme. So right. someone's unversed and runs away, dabbing or something like that. But. Um, it's yeah. just, it's another Vanitas fight. Maybe what happened, like, maybe his whole plan was capturing Mickey? And that's mm. why he doesn't need Aqua anymore? Maybe. I don't, I don't really think so, but I guess we'll, we'll see, um, we'll how Mickey out. comes into play. Exactly, because, yes. um, uh... Aqua will yeah, minor spoilers for a week from now. Like, uh, Aqua's gonna run into Mickey very shortly after this. Yes, exactly. So yeah, Vanitas boss fight. It's so. a Vanitas boss fight <laughs> that I'll let you talk about because all I did was shot lock him and he died. <laughs> oh, you bitch! Um, <laughs> he was like, yeah. he, he starts at like ten feet away from you. I'm like, I'll start with a shot lock. I'll be cute about it. And then one full shot. I think it's Prism Rain, the one we got in Deep Space. Like one full shot lock later, I'm like, oh, he did. Oh, <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Yeah, no, I had quite an ordeal, so oh boy. listen to my story. Uh, so, yeah, Aqua was doing no damage to anything in this world to the point where, like, literally, like, oh, no. the mustard jars, like, me going into a command style and then using the finisher was not enough to take them out. So, wow. like, well, this is stupid. So, I just... Blew past all the mob fights because I figured, okay, maybe with Vanitas I could actually, you know, get through him. Um, and no, not really, because uh, he just kind of spanked my booty. So, 
It's the same old Vanitas attacks. Mm-hmm. Meaning he can catch you off guard very easily with this little warp move. Yeah. Um, but his new shiny attack, which he just loves, is the um, shadow dive where he drills into the ground and where will he pop up? Nobody knows. But when he does, he like shoots out of like a bunch of like dark, fiery projectiles. Um, and then he dives back in for another round and... It's one of those things where you, you either try to run from it or face it head on. Mm-hmm. Except I tried the ladder and tried blocking, and the, he just doesn't care because he just goes right through your block and <laughs> just kill me instantly. And I wasn't doing enough damage to like keep the fight sustainable. Like where just one mistake would just mean I just wasted all my time. So I was like, all right, uh, I guess I'll grind. So, I went back to Olympus Coliseum. I slapped on that Mickey D link, and I grinded that out to level two to get that sweet, sweet double XP. Nice. Mm. And not for nothing, but Mickey's level two D link is also really good. Uh, specifically, the Mark of Faith command, which is like arrow plus light bomb, but it does a ton of damage. It's really good. And it's good for crowd control. Nice. Um, he's also got some minis, which, now that I think about that, is it a play on Minnie Mouse? Mm, maybe. I think um, so, yeah. <laughs> but that's good, because one, it lowers everyone's defense. Uh, yep. But also, they just start running away, and when you're facing the the knuckle, buckler, whatever's, um, you can actually hit them when they're mini, so that's good. Um and his finisher is a lot better, too, because it has a little magical projectile at the end, too, which takes out a lot of enemies. So, yeah, between that and I made some fancy new commands to get second chance and once more. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I got a few levels. I think I ended up at, like, level 26 or 27 from I don't even know where I started. Uh, but it was, nice. like, you know, a good amount. So I was like, all right, I'm ready. I'm ready to go back into the fight. Um, so, yeah, I got, let's see, I got both Triple, Fyraga, and Blazaga, so that's exciting. I got Thundaga Shot, uh, I kept two cures just to be safe. Yep. And I also got the command, my, my white whale of commands, Magic Hour, ooh, which, interestingly enough, is kind of like the light counterparts to uh, Shadow Dive, where Aqua leaps up in there and then dives down, and then it sends out little light projectiles, and kind of like Time Splicer, it's like QTE, where you can follow it up to do even more uh, dives. Um, so it's it does pretty good damage. It does leave you vulnerable, because Vanita's still able to hit me, but like... You know, it wasn't too, too much because my defense had gone up a little bit. So, yeah, between that, the high-level commands, just my attack stat, um, or strength, I should say. Um, yeah, I was able to get through him much easier uh, with just a few levels under my belt. It was probably, like, not even 30 minutes of grinding. Um, okay. Where it was, like, literally night and day. Like, I think I had to heal once. And he only had, like, less than half a bar left. Oh, so, wow. So, like, I probably could have gone away without it. Yeah. But, 
Yeah, I don't know. It just goes to show, like, how unbalanced these bosses are, where, yeah, like, <laughs> just grinding a little bit takes them from being, you know, this real, you know, roadblock to just kind of being a joke. And especially for you, where you can just shot lock to win, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah. curious. Is it a, mm, now, now I'm kind of, now I'm in the devil's advocate seat. Um, is it, does it create a better, like, user experience if you're able to go off, grind, come back, and then stomp, like, the ever-living crap out of a boss? Like, I can make, I think I can make arguments for both sides, but, um, at least, like, the, uh, the ability to, like, not be locked out of comp, or locked out of progression. Um, exactly. Because of that. That's is, where I struggle. It is very nice, and like, like we've mentioned before, getting abilities helps, Again, we could use a better way of knowing what recipe gives what thing, which gives what ability, yeah. birth by sleep. But nonetheless, yeah. you I feel like you get much more powerful in this game by grinding as opposed oh, to other games. Yes. Which I guess also yes. lines up and makes sense with the fact that you have to play the game three times. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, I will say, like, it was satisfying... One, taking him out, mm-hmm. you know, with relative ease. But also, yeah, just having these, like, really cool commands. Um, just feeling like, ah, look how much stronger I am now. So, like, that's yeah. cool and all. But, yeah, like, I don't know. It's, like, all flash but no substance when it comes mm-hmm. down to just here's a handful of commands that, you know, make everything easy mode. So. Exactly. Yeah, I remember. Interesting. It was... Oh, it was it was uh, Chain of Memories where when we were starting up Chain. Yes, I had exactly. Some, yeah, there there are some broken ass slates that people just. I don't want to play this yep. game. I'm gonna get these. I'm gonna use them. I'm going to beat a no time flat. I'm gonna get it. Just done. It's like super done. Yep. And same here. Like the mine, the mine commands are very good. There's these certain super duper level. Oh yeah, I got a seeker mine just like you did, and yeah. Mm. And that, that's the good yeah. stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's the same thing where if you know exactly what you need to do to get a certain command, you can then just breeze through uh, a lot of the content. Yep. Exactly. Which, yeah, in some cases, I'm not mad about it, but like, yeah, yeah, the fact that you have to do it three times is where my gears start to grind. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's understandable. Yeah. But yeah, we beat him, and we get the Ghost Drive command style. Here, here uh, you go. Which, Here's the one you keep thinking is Blade Charge. Yeah, you've look you've at made that. it. <laughs> yeah. I haven't actually tried it yet, so more on that next time. Yeah. Um, I... Let's see. And yeah, in the classic case of gameplay, not necessarily matching cutscene. Uh, Aquarilla, she's, she's on her last leg. She's so tired from that fight. I think I'm just gonna lie down for a bit. Uh, <laughs> and then she looks out at the water, which for some reason procs her flashback um, to that same night where we were all under the same stars. Yeah. Um, and then Peter Pan tells her to wake up, you crazy broad. <clears throat> 
Uh, we have our little wrap-up friendship speech, because uh, Peter's like, oh no, the wooden keyblade. How will you ever, well, how will your friendship survive without this token? And Aqua tells him, oh, it's okay. Ven doesn't need this object, because friendship with us, it goes deeper than that, and whatever binds us, friendship, hope, light, strength of our hearts, and Peter, oh, he, he left and he got bored. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's more prologue talk. I This one always stands out to me only because it calls back to Aqua's, you two would make the weirdest brothers comment from the prologue, which always is just a mm-hmm. ha-ha. It's a personal just ha-ha moment for me. <laughs> That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Yeah, what have we learned, kids? So, let's see. Uh, Tara realized treasure isn't everything? And Ven realized he is good friends with Tara, after all. Mm-hmm. And I don't need this stupid wooden keyblade that's maxing out my inventory space anymore. <laughs> um... I don't want to play and, with you anymore. <laughs> and Aqua realizes that the other two learned their own lessons. Yay! Woo! Oh, and she <laughs> fought Benitas for some reason. Yes, and exactly. That's, um, <laughs> yeah. that's kind of it. And Captain Hook was there. <laughs> he, tru- he truly existed in the background for reasons. Yeah. That's it. So, yeah. As far as main plot slash character integration, this isn't the best example. It feels a little hollow. Um, Because, yeah, yeah, it's basically the same plot each time. Let's go find the treasure. So, it gets a little (laughs) old. Especially with them following the pattern of, let's flash back to the beginning of the game. All three times, so... Yeah, exactly. Again, something we really yeah. we really get eyes on because we're playing them all simultaneously. But nonetheless, it's yeah. still kind of a... It's still something worth pointing out and kind of raising an eyebrow at. So, yeah. Yeah, like, if you ask me... I mean, I feel like I've suggested this for every world, but... <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's right here. Like, it would have been cool if they actually met each other at some point, whether it's just a you know, one-on-one, or all three of them, but, like, especially with Tara and Ven, just literally, like, crossing paths, like, oh, you just missed him. I don't know. I feel like that could have made it more interesting. I guess it would have taken the wind out of Ven's sails with him depositing the wooden keyblade, but, or they could have, like, done it together, like, Ven, you'll always be my best friend. You don't need this anymore. And Ven's like, no, no, I want it! No! <laughs> and Tara's like, no, you have to make the symbolic gesture. There you go. <laughs> You're growing up so much, Finn. I'm so proud of you. Give it back! Yeah, it back! I guess they'll end the world. <laughs> well, at least, uh, uh, spoiler alert, uh, Aqua has the same instance of Terra of gliding off into space and then, being, and then being warped by weird light to certain world here! Whereas Ven, similar to how he got to yeah, never in the first place. He just gets can't jet- catch a break. Yeah, gets jettisoned to God knows where, which we'll find out about next week. So I could I could see like a brief reunion that is stunted because 
At least between Terry yeah. and possibly. And, you know, we can change the scenario as much as we want to because... I was about to say I was about to say fan fiction, fan fiction, but just general suggestions. Um, yeah. But yeah, like there could be a possible minor reunion, and Ben gets kind of yeeted out into God knows where. Yeah, I mean, because like it's the last Disney World, and the last time they met, you know, outside of Radiant Garden, but like in a Disney World was all the way back in Castle of Dreams. So it would have been a you know cool little way to cap things off and especially with Ven and Terra in particular like th- they have very few scenes together and the ones they do are basically the same scene both times so yeah like if they had like another little interesting scene here that could have gone a long way methinks um so yeah it's just kind of like eh it, it feels like We just had to get through this because it's the last world. But now we can get to all the good plot stuff because, boy, howdy, do they... They said, okay, you, you fill it up on your, your Disney worlds. Now here's your plot main course. Eat it. Eat it. Eat it. I don't care if you're full. Keep eating it. <laughs> so we have that to look forward to. Yep. Things are happening, and well, they sure I, are. I jokingly say that we are. I mean, we've been we've been saying it the entire episode. This is our last Disney World. So after this, we are truly kind of in Act Three at this point. Yep, sure are. But yeah, so to wrap up Neverland story, questionable level design, pretty good. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, very reminiscent of like Kingdom Hearts one level design, where look at that, it's more than just a flat room. Um, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, branching paths, which is cool. I like. Um, there's that one area, which again, very Kingdom Hearts one esque, but the the rocky cliffside, um, where you jump on one of the cliffs, there's a palm tree opposite you on a wall, and there's a little hole on top of said palm tree. So, eagle-eyed explorers will see that thing. Hmm, I wonder. And then you jump over to that, and look at that. You go through the hole, and it's an exit back into Mermaid Lagoon. Yes. Where you get a treasure chest. I forget what's in it, but I think it's... I think it's a command. It might just be a um, census material, actually. Yeah, but in other case, it's, I know which one you're talking about. It's a little about. secret. Yeah. Um, so yeah, little things like that. Where it's like, wow, they actually thought about this. Mm-hmm. So that's good. But yeah, I think I think the Neverland tank has officially run out of gas. Like we don't need to come back. Um, <laughs> we. We don't. This is, this is our final Neverland. Well, well, it's not. We're not counting Union Key because or, you know Union because that covers a lot of things. But I think Oof. this is our yeah, last that's, instance. That's all she wrote. Yeah, I'm um, foggy on coded, but I don't think it shows up in coded. Oh, I actually don't know. That's a good, good question. Um, but yeah, I do. I think it would have been cool if we. You know, the grass is always greener. It would have been cool if we did actually go to the pirate ship as like a kind of little like, ah, remember this? Um, yeah. The scaling wouldn't work 
at all. <laughs> Not to think about it, like going inside the pirate ship unless they completely redid it. But mm-hmm. I don't know. That could have been cool. Um, because like the thing with Neverland, we talked about this again all the way back in episode thirteen. Is like it's just not an interesting place in general. Like you see it on the world logo, like the three key locations all pop up um, to show you, like hey, like look at all the crazy places you can go. But that's it, and like one of them's the camp, which it's just a flat room. The other's Skull Rock, which kind of has a little more going for it, but at the end of the day, it's also just a flat room. Um, the Mermaid Lagoon, which is, you know, kind of cool, except if you get caught in the water and then you have to swim all the way back to the shore. <laughs> uh, and then the pirate ship. So it's like, the fact that it's not future is like you're really cutting out a core piece of like the Peter Pan iconography. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I will say this, this this is kind of always um stuck out to me. Just hmm, I was just a little bit and also because I was looking at it earlier um cuz I pulled up Neverland to kind of go through some of the information the world logo for Neverland. I mean, mind you the world logo has changed between games all the time, but like look yes. at like look at Halloween Town between games is fairly similar. Agrabah's probably oh, yeah. exactly similar. Yeah. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 1 is... I, I'm assuming this is just random. Like, I guess it's like a waterway and then London before it's like Big Ben one side, Pirate Ship the other side. In days, it's flipped to be the exact opposite. And then we get into the one in BBS, obviously, where it's the mountains, the Mermaid Lagoon, the camp, yep. Skull Rock, Pirate Ship. Um just a just a curious a curious noticing on my part. Like the logo kind of changes fairly decently between each title. Yeah, it's like yeah, like none of them is the true Neverland because none of them actually <laughs> utilizes all the key locations. Like it would have been cool if at some point, you know, we got a Neverland where yeah, you start in London like actual London, like a few rooms um, of like the um, the Darling's house, for example. Yeah. Uh, then Big Ben, then Neverland with Hook's pirate ship and etc. But yeah, it's always piecemeal. But this is you know the biggest piece of the bunch. So mm-hmm. in that regard, it succeeds. But yeah, like unless they. Or to remake Kingdom Hearts 1, which, if you'll recall, I once had a dream about very vividly. <laughs> um, and yeah, they like did it all in one go and did it well. I'd be open to that, but otherwise, like, no, no thank you. No more Neverland. It um, has... Yeah, there's not like a lot to pull from. So in terms of... I meant to, uh, yeah. I, I meant to say this at the top of the show, but this doesn't... Honestly, it's a place where it doesn't matter... Um, uh, literally last week is the, when the Peter Pan and Wendy movie premiered on Disney plus, which I checked, I checked the, the scores before we started. Uh, it's fairly decent with critics, but piss poor with audience score. So I'm, I'm curious what uh. is good and what is apparently really, really bad about it. Um, but I'm even thinking to our, I want to say it was 2000. It was in the two thousands, like our sequel to, 
Uh, <laughs> Peter Pan in Peter Pan 2 Return to Neverland, where it's Wendy's daughter who goes to Neverland. Uh, mm-hmm. and she, she has a very singular Neverlandian experience with Peter Pan before she's thrust back into the real world. Also, I think it's morbid because it's during World War II, actually. So, won't touch that with a yes. 10-foot pole right now. But yeah, like it's it's just a repeat. There's not a whole lot more we can pull from Neverland. So I think now's yeah. the perfect time to cast it out to sea. And just like the pirate ship, maybe never cross paths with it ever again. Yeah, we'll we'll just we'll just put it in the treasure chest with all of our other precious memories exactly. that we have no further use for. Like, maybe we'll lose the key you. along the way. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that about does it. So, yes, next week we'll find out where all our characters have been whisked away to. And a whole lot more, because as we've been alluding to, uh, the game's just going to dump a ton of plot on us, and then some more. So, yeah, we'll basically do everything leading up until, like, you know, the big final battle, because, yeah, they cram in a lot of setup in between now and then. Yep. And we'll cover all that next week. So, yeah, stay tuned for that, because this is when the game really ramps up. Um... So, it'll be a fun discussion. But in the meantime, we've reached the end part, so now I get to do my spiel. So, if you like today's episode, please rate and review on your podcast platform of choice. Mm-hmm. You can also subscribe to us if you haven't yeah. already. And email us at khbhpodcast at gmail.com. Yes, please. And or Tweet at us at KHBH Podcast. Uh, you can yes, find those links in the episode description. Uh, and you can tell a friend about us too. Uh, and most importantly, you can keep on grinding because yeah, <laughs> you're definitely going to want some good commands for the end game bosses, yeah. slash the ones that, you know, really choose the game. So. If you didn't get Time Splicer, go get it. Uh, if you don't have any mind commands, go get them. And, yeah. Now's the time so, to let your inner gremlin come to the surface. Yes. Basically. So, <laughs> yeah. That about does it. So, to the bright light in the distance, and away. No. Oh, so shiny. Oh, wait. <laughs> no, it's it's hot. It's, it's too hot. I... I can't escape. Oh no, it's it's not a light, it's it's the sun. Oh my god. It was the sun I was flying to in this whole time and oh my god, the, the armor, it's searing into my flesh. Oh no, this was a horrible idea. Oh god, it burns. It burns. Get it burns. It burns. Next episode may or may not happen. You'll have to tune in next week to find out, I guess. <laughs> Alright, everyone. Bye bye.